This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Today, just a few quick announcements. Tuesday night, we have service at 7 o'clock right here. So um, we'll come on out and we'll be, believe you'll be blessed. Um, and then this Wednesday, we have our ladies meeting at Telly's house at 7.30 uh, p.m. And we'll be reading out the book of Psalms um, for that night. And then, of course, um, a little bit of fellowship, a little bit of food. Um, and then, of course, this Wednesday, we have Todd White's conference, Powering Love in Virginia Beach. It's going to be at the uh, Virginia Beach Conference Center. Um, it starts on Wednesday, September 18th. It goes all the way to Saturday, um, the 21st. Um, the day sessions, you had to pay for those, but the evening session at 7 o'clock, they're all free. So we uh, have a video that we want to show you um, to let you see what it is like and everything. And we really encourage you to come on out um, because the evening services are free, so you'll be able to get to hear Todd white and be able to get the infilling i mean he loves the lord with all his heart and it's amazing how much and you watch this guy and you're like i need more of that <laughs> and so and then of course our next membership class is um sunday october 6th um, so mark that on your calendar if uh, you're interested in joining as well as um, helping out in the church. Um, our wealth fund is almost $1,100, so thank you. So we're almost there, praise God. And then um, let's see what else we have. Is Oh, um, we are looking for... Uh, volunteers to help with the church. Um, we're in need of teachers, ushers, and greeters, or any areas um, that we are in need of. So come and see me if you're a member. And if you're not, come to the membership class and uh, join us because we're always needing worships and team and, and places to help. And the thing is, you guys are part of the church and you really help out. And, and you're not only just spectators, but you are a part of this church and helping building this church to the next level. So we thank you for being part of this church. And we really, really appreciate all of you. Um, so, uh, Steve, can you please show Todd White's uh, video? See, we think that this thing is hard, that this is technical, that I've got to be years and years and years in the gospel. No, you don't. You just have to be completely surrendered, sold out, all chips to the center of the table. I've given you my life, and I'm not taking it back. And you have to allow the Word of God to determine everything that you believe instead of life to determine everything you believe. One day I'll put off the tent, but to live is Christ and to die is gain. With every breath I take, I'm going to glorify Jesus in my breath. I'm going to glorify Jesus in my walk. I'm going to glorify Him in my talk. I'm going to glorify Him in my finances. I'm going to glorify Him in my marriage. I'm going to glorify Him in how I father my kids. I'm going to glorify Him in how I respond to an atheist that hates me and is spitting in my face. God, I thank you for both her knees and I thank you for her back. Lord, I ask you to bless her, overwhelm her with your goodness and your mercy. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. A word of knowledge isn't so I can feel important. It's so God can cut the heart, man. Cut the heart. It's not so I can impress people. It's so God can cut your heart to let you know He is real. Like, what did, what did that do? Like, how did you... Well, it confirms, you know. That's awesome. It just confirms. Like I said, because we're Christians and, I, and awesome. I believe, and yeah. but it just, you sometimes yeah. forget. Father, I thank you for everyone in here. God, I ask you to actively empower them. Let them know their created value. God, let them see people like you see them. Let them hear people like you hear them. I'm asking you to save people today, to heal people today. Christ is in you. He's the hope of glory, and you're about to go out there to give people hope. God, I need this word to be in me so deep that when a response comes out, all it is is truth. Like a machine gun in every area. I don't want to give people my opinion. I want to give them your heart, your mind. I want to have your ears when people speak to me. I want to have your eyes when I see people. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. God, use these hands, use these feet, use these lips. I'm going to glorify you in everything I say and everything I do. If you would see what God sees when you walk into a room, you would freak out. Because when you walk in, light shows up and darkness has to flee. Are you just going to hold back from people knowing that their time could be today and you might be their last chance?
You treat every day as though it might be the person in front of you's last time to see what Jesus might look like. Don't pass them by. He's the Lord. Amen. How many people are fired up this morning? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, praise God. You know, I don't know. Sometimes we just need to get, just get a refresher. Amen. And I believe Todd White will definitely uh, put, put the gusto uh, back into our, our walk if you're not already walking in the gusto. Amen. And, uh, but uh, it's exciting meetings and I want to encourage you to, to come out to some of those meetings um, and I believe it could change your life. Amen. How many people want their lives changed a little bit? Amen. Amen. Me too. Well, let's just go in prayer before we get started. I will release the children, the children's church teachers. Father, we honor you today and we thank you for your mercies and for your goodness and for your love. And Father, I just thank you for making my tongue as a pen of a ray writer speaking your words. Father, give, give us hearing ears to hear what your spirit is saying. And we just endeavor, endeavor to give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've been on a series about power fruit. And I'm talking about the fruit of the Spirit, amen? And, uh, you know, and I, I mentioned this a couple weeks back, and God really just revealed this to me. Walking in the fruit of the Spirit is walking in the character of God. So really, the, all the, the, the fruit of the Spirit is really the character of God. It embodies the character of God. And if we can operate in, in all the fruit of the Spirit, you know who we will look like? Jesus. And do you know what? We need, to be, we need to be looking like Jesus. Amen? We need to be acting like Jesus, talking like Jesus, responding like Jesus. Amen? And I'm telling you, when we start walking in the fruit of the Spirit, and how do we do that? We abide in the vine. Amen. God wants us abiding in him. How do you do that? Well, you abide in the vine by coming to church, being part of the fellowship, uh, spending time in the word, spending time in worship, just spending time in God's presence. Amen. So let's look at uh, our foundational scripture here in Galatians 5, 22 through 25. And, and this is Paul writing. Of course, he's, he was contrasting the fruit of the spirit to the works of the flesh and, you know, all the works of the flesh are bad. Amen. We don't want to be walking in those, but we want to walk in the fruit of the spirit. And he contrasted, but we're, we're looking at the fruit this morning. And it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit... Let us walk in the Spirit. So, praise God. So, so, we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And today, I'm going to talk to you about the fruit of gentleness. The fruit of gentleness. And the, the key way to, to walk in the fruit of gentleness is to buy a cat. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you can just... Okay, okay, <laughs> we'll continue. Uh, the fruit of gentleness, amen... Is, is, a, is a quality uh, of the state of being gentle, especially in, in, in meekness or mildness. And, and it's, it's a, a fruit, really, I believe that it's a component of humility. Amen. You know, the Bible says that if you want to be exalted in God, how many people want to be raised up in God in here? Amen. You have to, you have to, be, you have to go lower in yourself. In other words, you've got to go lower in your estimation of who you are and start raising up who God is in your life. And so really, meekness is a, I believe it's a component of humility. Amen? And so just stick with me through the rest of this message and you'll understand why I'm saying this. But, but because I'm going to say this, a lot of times, you know, our flesh, how many people have flesh in here? And our flesh is kind of like a wild stallion at times. You know, sometimes it's, it's hard to control that flesh. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And, and really, we, 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 we live in America and we live in, a, in the land of the free and, and the land of the opinionated. <laughs> everybody has an opinion. Glory to God. And everybody wants to be heard. And if they don't like what somebody says or what a politician says or whatever, they're going to they're going to tweet it. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? 
and they're going to make sure that their opinion is known. Are you even though it may be, you know, so far from the truth. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And so we need we need to be very careful that and we need to learn. And that my or my next week's message and the fruit will be self-control next week. So you want to come out for that message. Amen. And so but uh, the flesh is at times a wild horse and we need to learn to control that wild horse. Amen. Gentleness is a powerful fruit and it's a powerful fruit in the area of of, of correction. Has anybody ever been corrected in here? Well, let me just let me just say this. Has anybody ever been pulled over by, you know, by a police officer because you were speeding? Anybody, any speeding? Anybody ever had any traffic violations in here? Amen. Good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Amen. And, uh, you know, and, and, and it's good not to be haughty when the police officer comes up to your door. It, it, it will pay you to be meek. It will pay. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It, it pays to, to show a little honor, to show a little respect to the law. Why is that? Because they can throw you in jail. They could shoot you. <laughs> you know? and, and so in other words, you know, it, you, you want to show a little honor. You want to show a little respect. You don't want to look at them like they're crazy because they're pulling you over. You want you want to have a little honor. You want to have a little respect for 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 and and and, and probably sometimes we are in the wrong. Okay, uh, every once in a while we're in the wrong, right? And every once in a while we might need some correction. Every once in a while we might need somebody to speak into our life. Amen. And, and, and it, it's good. And there's every once in a while, every once in a while, sometimes meekness needs to be employed when we're bringing some correction. Not only receiving correction, but when we're, you know, trying to bring somebody, trying to get some truth to somebody. Trying to bring, you know, I mean, you can beat somebody over the head with truth and they probably won't listen. And they probably think you all you think you all, you got it all together and they think you're pride and haughty. Right. No, no. In meekness, we want to talk to people and bring correction into their life. You get more with honey than vinegar. Amen. In other words, it, it's much it, it, it's a better way to, to, to deal with people in a meek way. Amen. Than trying to force your opinion on what they already think. And, and, and a man that's already thinking uh, about something is, is, is going to, you know, it's going to be difficult to change them unless you employ some love and bring it. And I like to bring it back to me. If I'm going through a situation, I tell a story about how I moved in a wrong area and how God brought me into a place. So I, when I'm bringing correction, I like to put myself into it when I'm trying to raise somebody up to the next level. You know, like your children. You know, I, you know, Johnny, you know, I, you know, you don't want to be doing this. I, I did that. I went out and did it and I, and I got a lot of problems. So you hear what I'm saying to you today? You, you want, you want to bring yourself in to correction. Amen. So, so, so the fruit of, of, of gentleness and I like, I like meekness because that's another word for it will, will help us to bring correction. And because when you, we bring correction into somebody's life, especially if it's a child or a teenager, we, we want them heeding to the correction and we want them following it. Amen. Amen. Even though you could be so right, but you could be so wrong in your attitude. Oh, did I say that? You can be so right in the truth, but you can be so wrong in, the, in your attitude. Amen. Like, you know, these, these love conferences that we're going to. He's not going to be, te- he's going to be teaching on evangelism, part of it. And he's not going to be telling us to tell people that they're going to burn in hell, turn or burn. That's not his ministry. Amen. His ministry is not to point people to, this, to their sin. His ministry is to point people to the Savior. In other words, we're, we're, everybody knows they got issues. But what we want to do is point people to Jesus because Jesus is the one that can unlock your issues. Jesus is the one that can heal your body. Jesus, 
Jesus is the one that can then help you in your relationships. Are you listening to what I'm saying? No, no, no. We don't point people to their sin. We point people to the son. And when people get their eyes off themselves, oh, Jesus, he's the answer for the world today. When we focus on Jesus, he can bring you out of any limitation. And that's what we don't want to focus on people's sin, but we want to focus on the son. Amen. And so I love this about gentleness and meekness, because in Matthew 3, 13 through 17, uh, this is a beautiful picture of God, because I think sometimes some people think God is really when you mess up, they, they think God is really going to going to drop the hammer on you. He's really tough. You know, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit reveals um, to us the truth And the Holy Spirit is not hard or harsh or critical. So the Holy Spirit, when he ministers, he doesn't minister in a way, uh, you dumbo, you just messed up. The Holy Spirit's not like that. The Holy Spirit will not criticize you. The, The Holy Spirit will not minimize you. The Holy Spirit wants to bring you up. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Even though we could be wrong, the Holy Spirit is gentle. So I love this because this is a, this this is interesting. When Jesus uh, was being baptized um, in the Jordan River by by John, uh, his his cousin, uh, it was interesting that John knew by the Spirit that Jesus, you know, was the Messiah. And of course, John responded like, you know, you should be baptizing me. But Jesus, in his humility and meekness, even though Jesus, can I tell you this? Jesus was perfect. Amen. Jesus didn't mess up. Amen. Jesus didn't get, have to get water baptized for repentance. He just did that because he was submitting to God. And so he was submitting to all righteousness. And there was a reason why God wanted him to be water baptized. But it wasn't what Jesus wasn't repenting. He was doing that out of obedience, out of meekness. He was being submissive to the will of God. And so 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 he went ahead and went down into into the water. And when he came up, the Bible said it was like a dove. That came down upon him. You know, the Holy Spirit, you know, is, is, is like a dove. And when you think about it, it wasn't an eagle. <laughs> it was a dove. <laughs> you think the Holy Spirit should be an eagle. <laughs> no, no, it, it was a dove. Why? Because a dove, I think, represents meekness and gentleness. Think about that. And, and then the, the, the Spirit of the Lord spoke. This is my beloved son who I am well pleased. Think about that. Jesus hadn't even done a miracle yet. (laughs) Jesus hasn't even really started his ministry yet. But then Father God said, this is my beloved. I'm going to say this to you today. God is well pleased with you this morning. You may have messed up. You may be struggling in some areas, but you're in church this morning. You're seeking God this morning. Maybe we, we're not doing it all right. But, 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 he, but God is saying, you are my beloved child. I am well pleased with you. No matter what losses you may be dealing with in your life. No matter what issues, that, that things that the enemies were. God is well. Why? Because you're still in the fight. You're still fighting the good fight of faith. You're here. You're showing up. You'll beat 90% of people just by showing up. Because Jesus could be split in the sky like in three minutes. <laughs> you want to be in church. Amen. Glory. How many people believe Jesus is coming back? Amen. I want to be ready for his return. I want to be the bride, you know, spotless, full of love and faith, doing the works of Jesus. Amen. And so he, he, he baptized uh, Jesus in, in the river. John did. And when Jesus came up, you know, he was touched by the Holy Spirit. And that's a beautiful picture. Amen. Let's look at Jesus here. And Jesus also think about this. Jesus is not. Well, he is a representation of a lot of, you know, of a lion. But 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 that's when he's coming back. But when he was here on the earth, the first time Jesus is coming back and he's going to be like a lion. Amen. But 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 when he came the first time, he's called the Lamb of God slain. From the foundation of the world. And a lamb, when you think about a lamb, what do you think about? A lamb is meek. A lamb, are you here what I'm saying to you today? A lamb, he was a, he's, a, he's, he's called the lamb of God, slain from the foundation of the world. And so that's, that's a characteristic of Jesus. 
And we know Jesus is God in the flesh. And I love Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 and 30. This is one of my favorite scriptures and I have a lot of them. And this one is so wonderful. This is Jesus and he says, Come to me all you who, are la- who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Notice it says, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is heavy. That's right. My yoke is easy. See, some people say, man, it's hard serving God. It's not hard serving. It's hard. It, the way of a transgressor's hard. It's not hard serving God. No, you start, you start developing time with God. It's hard walking in the fruit of the Spirit. No, you start developing time with God. God will start revealing to you how to walk in His, how to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, how to walk in His love. Amen? And it says here that, that if you're tired and you're burned out trying to make something happen, you no, know, spend some time with God. Spend some time in His presence. Spend, and when you do, I'm telling you, you will start... Acting like Jesus. Amen. And so, so he says here that, that Jesus is gentle, gentle and lowly. And, 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 and God wants us to be like that. You know, Moses was considered the meekest man on the earth. And you know he had anger issues. <laughs> I don't know how you can be meek on one end and have anger issues on the other. But, but Moses was able to do that. Amen. So you can have meekness. What do I mean by that? I think that you can have be meek and be, and have a, anybody ever have anger issues in here? Yeah. And I think we do. And uh, but you can because I think meekness is, is something where where you're not you're not you're not a critical person. In other words, you're not somebody that's always complaining or somebody that's all. Oh, I'm talking to a crowd today. <laughs> you're not always looking at what's wrong with everything. No, no, you're, you're not voicing that. Uh, you know, somebody that's meek is holding back from saying, I don't like this and I don't like that. And I don't, you know, no, when you're meek, you, 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 you're, hold, you're not saying all that stuff. You're, 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 you're pulling back a little bit. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You're, 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 you're staying in a place of peace. Because I'm telling you, we need to be very careful about that. And Moses, well, what's interesting about Moses, uh, that, that he was serving God. And, you know, you know family is normally in ministry. And, and so, you know, he had his sister, and it, it, Miriam, and, and, and his brother, uh, uh, was in the ministry with him. And, and there was one time where his sister started complaining about, uh, you know, M- Moses and, and his wife. And they started complaining and God took offense to it. And we need to be very careful that we're not in a place where we're criticizing or minimizing people or even people that's above you, like your boss or in leadership and things of that nature, because God takes it personal. Amen. And so what happened was that Miriam was what she was complaining to to her brother, which was Moses' brother. And and uh, what was his name? I want to say Jethro, but Aaron, thank you. <laughs> Jethro <laughs> and, and it was Aaron right and what happened to her well God took them all into the tent and then God spoke and he said listen Moses is my mouthpiece when I talk I talk face to face with Moses in other words Moses is the man and you're talking about the man <laughs> And when you talk about the man, you're talking, when you're criticizing man, you're criticizing me because I put Moses in charge. And God didn't like that too much. And uh, so what happened? Well, I, I think she was the instigator of it because what happened was she, she, she got leprosy. She turned white all over and she got the disease leprosy, which leprosy is considered a, a, a disease of sin. That's what's considered in the Old Testament. And, and what, what did Moses do? That's what you deserve, Miriam. You were talking about me. You, you're going you're gonna to suck it up. God, no, Moses dropped on his knees. He started praying for Miriam. And he, he said, please, God, heal her. What? He didn't take it personal. 
He didn't take her attack personal. He interceded for her. When somebody's speaking negative about you or when somebody's saying something wrong about you. No, no, no. Listen, they're going to reap what they sow. You know, you, you're going to end up reaping what you sow. But you need to be, stand in the gap and pray for them and, and, and hope that they don't reap what they sow. Because, because I'm telling you, it can come back on them. And you don't want people reaping judgment down here and, and going through all kinds of... No, you want mercy for people because you want mercy. You want to be a person of mercy. And so he prayed and, you know, God said, listen, uh, just to teach her a lesson, we're going to have, we're going to keep her out of the camp because if you had leprosy, you could not mingle with anybody for one week. Do you know that was the last time she ever talked about Moses? <laughs> that was a serious lesson, wasn't it? Amen. And we got to be very careful that we're not criticizing and minimizing, you know, God's man or, or, or God's woman or, 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 or people that's above us in some type of authority. Because the Bible says that God puts authority in place and he's the one that sets it in place. Amen. So, so, so if we're under some type of authority, we need to get humble. Hallelujah. Or we might be eating some humble pie. Okay, we'll continue. But, but what's awesome about, about Moses was that, that he prayed and, 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 and brought Mary. And she was in the ministry. Praise God. She was a, you know, she was a minister. She, she, she was a psalmist. She, she was a prophetess. She, she, she was in the ministry. But you know what? God, didn't, you know, God still allowed her to stay in the ministry, but just chastised her for a little bit. Amen. And Moses, there was another time Moses prayed. And this was when he went up on top of the mountain. These are two things we need to be very careful of and that we need to walk in meekness. And what happened was when he went up on top of the mountain, he was up there for 40 days. I guess I don't know how long it took for the people to get a little antsy, but they got a little antsy and said, and they thought that Mo- Moses wasn't coming back down from the mountain. Maybe it was a week. Maybe it was two weeks. I don't know. But you know what? They said to Aaron, uh, Jethro, <laughs> no, that's, that's the father-in-law. Aaron, uh, he said, listen, you know, Moses it doesn't look like he's going to come back. Uh, can you, can you make up a God for us? Uh, can you make up something, you know, because they, they worship cows and stuff like that in Egypt. And so he said, well, get all your earrings, your gold earrings, throw it into the fire. And, and he created this, this, you know, this, uh, you know, this animal, uh, which was a calf or something. And they worshiped and they said that this is the God that took, took them out of Egypt. Come on, they're, cra- they're crazy. <laughs> because, you know, because, you know. You know, before God came into their into their life and before that, they did those things and they were in bondage to the Egyptians. If some of the Israelites did some of that, they were in bondage. But it was God Almighty that that pulled them out of Egypt. This is this is something we need to be very careful about, that we don't start our, our love doesn't start going towards other things besides God. That we don't start putting other things above God that that, you know, that, you know, uh, that, you know, this isn't your life, by the way. You say, this is my life. I can do what I want to do. It's not your life. Your life is bought and paid for by Jesus. Your life is paid for. Are you hearing? This is not your life to do whatever you want to do. No, you, you, you better be doing what God wants you to do or you can live a short life. Are you listening to what I'm saying? In other words, I want to do what God wants me to do. I don't want to be living, oh, I can do whatever I want. I can go to church if I want to. I no, you better get to church. You better get into the word. Why? Because, you know, because the enemy's looking to steal, kill, and destroy. And he wants to wipe some of us out. He, want us, he wants some of us to quit going to church and being a part of what, what God wants us to do. Why? Because this is the pillar of truth. Amen. And so we, we want to be very careful. You know, I, I preach a pretty strong message in here. You know, I'm not, you know, one of these preachers that say, well, you know, God's grace covers everything. Doesn't matter what you do with your life. It matters. Amen. Your life matters. You need to be living for God Amen. and not just living for yourself. Amen. And so, and so that's what the fruit of the Spirit is all about. It's when we get out of ourselves and, and start getting into God. Amen. And so, and we, and, and we need to focus on that. So, so let's continue here. So Moses was up on the mountain and they made that gap. And then, then God said, and this was interesting because it seems like we do this as parents. You know, whenever the child acts up, 
you know, the wife says, your son just did this. But God said to Moses, your people are screwing up. I'm putting it in modern day vernacular, all right? You need to get down to the bound down there because they're worshiping and I'm about ready to wipe them out. God said that, your people. And then Moses uh, interceded for the people and said, and said to, to God, uh, God, your people who you took out of Egypt, if you destroy, because, Moses, because God said, hey, listen, Moses, we'll start over with you. <laughs> With you, we can start over. You know, God could do it because Moses was in the line of Abraham. So he could have started over and wiped out everybody down there. But, but, but what, what, did, what did Moses do? He intercede. Thank God for intercessors. Thank God for the prayer warriors in the church. Thank God, man, for people that are praying. Amen. I'm praying for you guys every day. Amen. Because why? The devil wants to whip, knock some of us out. Want to beat our heads in, amen. And but uh, but 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 thank God for the prayer. And and Moses prayed, and then after he prayed for intercession, he came down there and broke the tablets. I don't know. He got angry, you know. Made you know, burned the the the, the, the that calf, that golden calf, and made them eat the gold. <laughs> Moses was pretty upset about it, amen. Why? It, 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 but but thank God, thank God, God forgave them. Thank God that God was still able to bring them into the promised land. And I'm going to say this to you today. Listen, don't don't put your allegiance to anything but God. Don't allow anything to separate. In other words, the Bible says, guard yourself. John said this in the last uh, letter of First John. He said, my little children, guard yourself from idols. And this is interesting because this made God so mad he wanted to wipe them out. And I really think what infuriates God not only is complaining, griping, and, uh, uh, and doing that. That gets God a little upset. But also us worshiping something other than God. He's still the same God. Well, we're in a land of grace. But he, we're, he's still the same God. And, he want, and God wants to be number one. In our lives. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So listen, listen. How are we going to cultivate the fruit of gentleness? How are we going to get this working in our lives? And, and, and the number, I'm going to give you three keys. And one of the keys, we, we must be submissive to the will of God. Oh, pastor, did you have to go there this morning? The number one key, if we're going to learn to be meek, and do you know what the Bible says about meekness? It says the meek will inherit the earth. Think about that. When you're meek, you're not trying to prove your point. When you're meek, you're not trying to make your, your, you know, you're not trying to uh, get your own way. When you're meek, you're, you're, you're rolling. You know, it's like my brother John, he gave me this story and I always pull in, you know, uh, information from people. And, and my brother John has a storage unit. And so he had to do some work over there. And, and we went in and, and one of the elevators wasn't working. They were doing some painting. And, and it was just one problem after the other. But he kept it really cool. You know, he didn't, he, he just, he was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Because he, 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 he's, he's a disciple of Christ. He's you know, he's there to be a light and you don't want to get ticked off of, you know, and some people that work for a company, they can't control what's going on. And we sometimes we want to dump on that person when that's really not the person to dump on. It's, it's higher ups that are, that, are, that are pulling the strings, amen, pushing the buttons. And so he was so nice. And so he had to change out his unit. And that guy, the next day, uh, the guy said, oh, you can change out your unit? He said, yeah. He said, you know, you were so nice to me. He said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a special rate on this unit. And basically, he almost got half price. Can you say meekness? You can inherit the earth. <laughs> In other words, God, something about meekness, not trying to get your own way, not trying to force your, your, your I got rights, you know, and I'm going to make sure that I'm going to get mine. You may not get yours. Not that way. Are you listening to what I'm saying? We, 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 we need to learn to, 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 be, uh, uh, to, to be submissive to God's will. Amen. And so, and so we, we, we need to, how do we do that? We need to relinquish our control to God's control. Sometimes we can't control what people do. We can't control how they treat us. 
But we, sometimes we can control how we respond to it. Uh, you know, you can love people, but you can't make people love you back. Amen. Remember, what was that movie um, uh, with Jim Carrey? He, he had God power. What was the name of that movie? Bruce Almighty. Anybody ever seen that movie? You guys are too spiritual for that. But, but in that movie, uh, you know, he had a girlfriend in that movie and she broke up with, with, with Bruce. But he had God power over a city because God came to him and said, if you think, you know, he thought he was, he was smarter than God. And God said, if you're so smart, you can run a city. Here's my power to run a city. And, you know, and was driving him up the wall. He couldn't do it. But uh, sometimes we think we're smarter than God, right? Amen. And one of the things in that movie was that in his power, the only thing he, that he couldn't do because he spoke to God, he said, God, can I make people love me? And God said, I wish I could figure that one out. In other words, God can't even make you love him. I mean, he can love you. He can shower gifts on you, but he can't make you Love him. And some people, you can do all you can to walk in love, but they still going to just walk all over you or they're going to turn their backs on you and they're going to treat you like dirt. And, you know, have you ever had anybody betray you and have you ever anybody turn on you? You show them love and you show them mercy and over and over. How many people show mercy more than once? To somebody and they continue doing things that aren't right. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You know, I, I, when I think about submissiveness, I, I think about Jesus because he, he is the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world. And I think about Jesus and probably his most ultimate test. Jesus' most ultimate test was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Would you, I, would you agree with that? That was probably his most ultimate test because that was right before he was going to get crucified, right before he was going to the cross, right before he was going to lay down. And so in that ultimate test, I really believe his humanity was struggling with his divinity. He was struggling in himself. And, 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 and he prayed, God, it, there, there could be a different way. Let's go a different way. You know, he was he was he was hoping he was believing that was a, a, a different way. God, I know you really love me. I'm your beloved son whom you're well pleased. I, I, I'm I'm 100 percent obedient to you at all times. And, 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 and I know that there could be another way. You don't want me going to this cross. You don't want me getting crucified, do you? You know, and no, but there was a, a greater plan. There was a greater reason. God, God had had us on his mind when, when he was releasing Jesus to go to the cross. And, and Jesus finally came to a point in his walk with God where he realized God is sovereign and, and God is sovereign. And when God decides on something, we just have to say, OK, so be it. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, there's some things that, that we are believing God for. Maybe some areas in our life that we haven't seen. And maybe there's some relationships that we're believing to be mended and they can't be mended. On your side, it's just, it's, not, it's unmendable. It, God can do it, but people have free will. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And God will not encroach on your will. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Today? God will give you a freedom and a liberty to choose. Amen. Amen. I know this flies in the face of a lot of Calvinists. Because most Calvinists think that God is basically pushing every button and pulling every lever and he has it all set. But, God, but no, 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 no. There's something we got to do. You, there's something you might need to pray. You might need to speak some word. You know, I mean, you, you can just say, well, you know, the Virginia Beach is going to get evangelized. All we have to do is sit, sit in this church, pray, and they're going to come in. No, we might have to go and get them. Go get somebody. Or you, you might need to just drag them, headlock them. You're coming to church today. You're coming to church today. You know, Are you listening to what I'm saying today? You're coming to church today. Some of, some of your, uh, uh, some of the ladies out here, you know, if you got a little tough with your husband, say, okay, don't come to church. Uh, may not be any bedroom privileges for a couple of weeks. 
I'm coming to church. I'm coming to church. <laughs> no, you don't want to use that. No, I'm kidding. But if you have to, you know. <laughs> I'm kidding. But anyway, you don't want to use sex as a weapon. But, but some people do, but that's wrong. Okay, but that's wrong. That's another message. That's a marriage message. Never use sex as a weapon to get your own way. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? That's a side note. I won't charge you for that. But to get them in church, that might be under a different category. No, I won't go there. But uh, we'll continue here. Am I messing up my good message today? As, as we continue here. Pray for the pastor. As we continue here, we, we need to understand that if we get submissive to God. And Jesus got submissive in the garden of Gethsemane. And we know this, that Jesus could have called a legion of angels. He could have. And I believe God would have been okay. I mean, God, God loves us. But, you know, the, Jesus and God, they're tight. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? They're one. So I'm, Jesus could have possibly called a legion of angels to wipe out the whole human race. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I love what it says in Philippians. It says here in Philippians 2, talking about the humility and the meekness of Jesus. It says, therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy by being light minded, having the same love, being in one accord and one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each one of you look not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. That's a hard one for me. Look out for the interests of somebody else, but don't look out for your own interests. Oh, man. Ah, oh, that's a tough one. Because I'm looking out for my interests a lot of time. Any honest Christians in here today? Because, you know, I, I'm trying to find the shortest line. You know, I'm looking out for my interests. I'm trying to get it into, into the store, get out as quick as possible. And, I, and if I have to cut somebody, you know, run. To, you know, you got somebody there, you see them on the side of your eye, and they're opening up another line, and you see them about ready to move, you move. Come on, am I the only guy that does that? Am I the only guy? I see that, and they're moving, and you start moving a little quicker to, to, so you can be the one. The first one in, 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 am I connecting with anybody here? No, this is saying, look out for the interests of others. In other words, you say, hey, hey, I should, I'm, I'm really in front of you, but go right ahead. <laughs> well, we don't do that, do we? And by the way, Jesus loves you. <laughs> Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant. See, that's meekness. And come in the likeness of men and being found in appearance of man, he humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. So, so we see that Jesus, be, be, he was so meek, he humbled himself where he could have, he could have took some, some of his power and did something about it, but he did. He laid down his life. Number two, if you're going to develop this fruit of meekness or gentleness in your life, you have to be teachable. Okay, did, did I say teachable? In other words, you, you, got, you can't be a know-it-all. You can't think, you know, you can't think you got it all together and, and there's, nobody can really speak into your life because you got all truth. Nobody has all truth. And there's always something that we can learn and we have to be, 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 be teachable. I like what it says in James 121. So put out, uh, so uh, James 121, New Century Version. So put out of your life every evil thing and every kind of wrong. Then in gentleness, accept God's teaching that is planted in your hearts, which can save your soul. So, so if you're going to be a disciple of Christ, I'm talking about disciples of Christ. When you approach the word, you've got to approach the word of God in meekness and gentleness. In other words, you have to say, okay, if God's word says lying is a sin, you don't want to lie. If God's word says cheating or stealing is a sin, then you want to agree. If God says adultery is not just an affair that you have on the weekends because it's an affair and it's something fun. No, no, it's something that, that's bad and can destroy your life. You don't touch it. You, you humbly submit to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You submit to his word. You, you, somebody say, I love the word of God. 
So you have to learn to be submissive under his word and being teachable. That means when God's word says something to you and you know it's saying something for you to do, you do it. I remember listening to this one uh, lady and she said to um, this one minister, she said, you know, that uh, she was uh, looking for God's will and she fasted and prayed for three days to find out what God wanted her to do. And she and she came to this minister and and he said, well, what did he tell you? And she said, well, he told me that I need to do, you know, I need to visit people, walk in love, pray for people, maybe, you know, you know, hand out tracks, you know. And then and, and then the pastor, uh, the pastor said, I could have told you that without you fasting and praying. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, that's what we're supposed to be doing as Christians. Right. And she but she then she says this to him. You ready for this one? She said, now, I'm reason why I'm here. I know what I'm supposed to do. Can you can you can you pray for me that I do it? (laughs) Pray for me that I do. It's like, you know what to do. Uh, It's like it's like somebody that doesn't come to church. Well, I want to come to church. Pray that I'll get there. No, you're going to have to get up and go. You're going to have to get ready. You're going to have to be, uh, hey, I, I can say, well, I got a car to meet, to pick you up. Well, pray that I'll get up in the morning. You know, no, no, you get an alarm clock. You, you, you get, are you listening to what I'm saying today? Don't have somebody pray for you that you do the word. The pastor said, get out, get out, man. No, he didn't say that, but he's, I can't pray for you. You just do it. Somebody just say, do it. You know, the Nike commercial, just do it. Amen. Just start living for God. Amen. Number three, uh, if we're going to be meek and humble, this, this is developing meekness in our life. We have to be considerate of others. We have to consider others. And, and I like what it says in Ephesians 4, 1 and 2. It says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling by which we were called with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. I love that. You know, you have to bear with one another in love. Amen. You know what that means? There's a lot of knuckleheads out here. <laughs> Can I just be honest? There are people that are just going to do dumb things and you're just going to have to bear with them. You know what that means? That, that means bear. That means you're going to suffer with with what what some of these what some people may do. In other, you have to bear with them. You, it says here, long patiently bearing with one another in love. You gotta you gotta bear with your family members. Oh, I just said it this morning. Uh, you know, you're, you're doing everything you can to walk in love towards your family members. And, and, and sometimes they still, you know, you're, you're doing everything, you're taking them out. And they say, I'm going to come to church. You, you've been treating me so much, so love. And they don't show up. And you, you're like, God, bear with them. Don't give up on them. Keep, keep pressing in. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I, 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 I think about the story of the, you know, it's the, it's the story that Jesus talks about of, of the of the prodigal son. You guys remember the story. I'm not going to read it for the sake of time. But uh, uh, you, you, you need to uh, think about this. When that son came back, what did the father do? He didn't scold the son. He didn't, he didn't say, you, you, you spent all the inheritance. You wasted all the money. You, 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 you're a loser. No, the father ran to the son, embraced the son, put a robe on him, put a ring of authority on his finger. The, 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 the father did not focus on the son's sin. He focused on the fact that the son was back. And so when somebody messes up and they come back, Thank God that they're coming back. Thank God that they're back in the family. Just thank God. Don't say, listen, you've been out for a long time. Where were you at? If somebody in our church hadn't been here for a while and they come in, don't say, we've been missing you. You've been out for 10 weeks. No, just thank God. Hey, it's good seeing you. Love you. Amen. So, so listen, listen, uh, let me, let me just reveal some three more keys here. Um, uh, and, and when you're dealing with, with, with meekness, that, that it helps. And I've been doing, saying this through the whole service. It helps others who are struggling with sin. Listen, when people are in your family and people that you're friends that you want to see walk with God, I sometimes get mad when they're not walking with God. Anybody ever just get angry when people aren't walking with God and you're trying to give them truth and you just get angry about the situation? Like, man, they just don't care. Right. You ever been there? Well, you just need to use meekness. 
you know, to, to restore people. Amen? And that's in Galatians 6, 1, 4. Number two, we, we need to use meekness in forgiving others. Amen? Uh, in Colossians, it says, Therefore, of the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you must also do that. So, so, so we, we invoke meekness in forgiving people. And again, back to correcting them. And so that's the key. So, so I'm going to just, just leave it with this, that, that, that meekness isn't weakness it's power under control. So, we, so, so as we endeavor to walk in meekness, really is walking in humility. And as we endeavor to put these keys into practice, I believe you're going you're gonna to see the blessings of God. You're going to see more people won to Christ. You're going to see more people drawn into the kingdom. You're going to be walking in love. You won't be judged by being critical. Or, or Are you listening to what I'm saying today? You'll be out of judgment. You'll be walking in the mercies of God. And when you do that you'll see the blessings of God not only in your life but in the lives of people around you believe that today you receive it this morning let's bow our heads in prayer father we honor you today and I thank you for your mercies for your goodness and for your love and father I thank you for these precious people out here and father I I I thank you Lord God that that maybe there's perhaps there's one in here that's that that's never been in this service or maybe you've been to the service, but you don't know if you died today, you'd make it to heaven. And maybe you're watching online and you don't know if you if if, if you die, that, that, that you have a home in heaven, that you have a relationship with God. Well, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. And I'm going to say this, that as you're listening to me, uh, even watching online, that if you don't make a decision for Christ, you will lose by default. And what I mean by that is that if you keep putting Christ off and submitting to the Lordship of Jesus, then you're already making a decision who you're following. And so I want to encourage you, if you're watching online or even here, to to not put God off and say, well, I can do this later. I I want to encourage you to to make a firm decision today that you're going to start following God, that that God's going to be first in your life, that, that, that that you... that you're going to move forward. And to do that, you must ask Jesus to come into your life. So, so I'm going to uh, pray this prayer. Just pray this after me and mean it in your heart. And when you do this, I believe it will translate you out of, out of any dark area of your life into an area of goodness and mercy of God. Just say this and mean it in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead. For my justification. Today, I give you my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.